It's Monday, November 27th, and this is the Daily Chirp Podcast. We're bringing you a closer look at one of our top stories and with other important things going on in our community. Today, why the DEA is questioning a half a million dollar bond for a methamphetamine dealer in Sierra Vista. Before we begin, we'd like to thank our sponsors at Lolly Automotive. Hi everyone, I'm Sean Lawley from the Lawley Automotive Group, and we've stocked up on inventory at all of our dealerships. If you've been thinking about a new car, we've got the deal for you on a new Buick, GMC, Chevrolet, Ford, Kia, Hyundai, Honda, Nissan, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. You don't have to go to Tucson or Phoenix to buy a new vehicle. We're your hometown dealer since 1995. We'll beat the big city dealers in price, and our customer service is small-town dealer-friendly. Come into any one of the Lawley dealerships today, or shop lollycars.com and see why nobody beats a Lawley deal. Nobody. Now some Arizona history. Did you know that Nick Udall served as the mayor of Phoenix from 1948 until 1952 and was a member of the prominent Udall political family? Born in Arizona and educated at Brigham Young University, the University of Arizona, and George Washington University Law School, Udall graduated in 1943 and began his law career in Arizona. He later served as a Maricopa County Superior Court judge from 1952 to 1956 before returning to private practice until his retirement. Udall was a devoted member of the Mormon Church and held various positions, including missionary, bishop, and patriarch. His autobiography, The Wonder of It All, was published in 2006. Today's history is brought to you by Benson Hospital. They're doing more than treating illnesses in Benson, they're building a healthier community. Benson Hospital is now collaborating with the Diaper Bank of Southern Arizona to provide diaper assistance to families in need. For more information, visit their website at bensonhospital.org. Now our feature story. Nicholas Olaf Kjolsrud has been accused by the U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration of being a significant player in the methamphetamine trade in Sierra Vista for over a year. Let's set the scene. It's September 5th, and Kjolsrud is sitting in a Cochise County jail cell, charged with possession of a dangerous drug for sale. This arrest is the culmination of an investigation led by the DEA's Sierra Vista office. And it's not his first brush with the law. Earlier, Kjolsrud was out on pre-trial release for felony aggravated assault charges against a peace officer, a case that stemmed from a traffic stop where he was a passenger. Committing a new felony offense while awaiting trial usually leads to a no-bond order. But in a swift turn of events, an agreement was reached between Kjolsrud's then-attorney and the Cochise County Attorney's Office, setting his bond at a half million dollars. Fast forward to now, and there's a new twist. Kjolsrud's current defense attorney is pushing for a significant change. They're asking Judge Jason Lindstrom to either release Kjolsrud on his own recognizance or substantially reduce his bond. The prosecution, led by Rachel Raines, is firmly against this, advocating to reinstate the original no-bond order if the current bond agreement is voided. This brings us to a critical hearing scheduled for November 28th. The key witness? DEA Special Agent Ben Lamoth, whose search warrant application back in September led to Kjolsrud's arrest. The details in Lamoth's affidavit paint a vivid picture of the investigation, mentioning a reliable DEA source who identified Kjolsrud and his girlfriend as meth dealers in the area. The plot thickens with more information from DEA sources, pointing to Kjolsrud's continued involvement in the meth trade, transporting significant quantities from Tucson to Sierra Vista. What's intriguing is the alleged method of distribution. Kjolsrud supposedly used a bicycle to make transactions, a tactic to avoid detection by law enforcement. The day of the arrest, a critical discovery was made. Investigators found two Ziploc-style bags in a trash can outside Kilsrud's home, which tested positive for meth. 
The search warrant executed on that day led to the seizure of various items, including scales, bags containing suspected meth, chemicals, and a firearm. Thanks for listening. Before we continue, a quick message from our sponsors, Ace Hardware. Hi, this is Les from Sierra Vista Ace. This is a great time to paint. Ace Stocks, Clark and Kensington, Valspar, Dunn Edwards, and our own Ace Royal Paint in interior and exterior finishes. We can computer match other brands and colors too. All the colors you can imagine, even one named Sierra Vista. Decide on the wall or room to paint, bring in a color idea, and let Ace mix your paint. Treat yourself to a new brush and roller too. Save gas, save time, shop Ace first. Sierra Vista Ace since 1981 on the corner of Fry and Highway 9. Next, the horse racing industry in Arizona is in flux as racing has been shut down while Turf Paradise Track tries to secure new ownership. Trainers say their livelihood is at stake. Jacob Luthi of Cronkite News is more. We start here in Arizona. The horse racing industry was rocked recently when Turf Paradise owner Jerry Sims announced his retirement and decision to sell the track. With racing halted, some have had to search for work elsewhere but a large group remains hopeful that the days of racing at Turf Paradise are not long gone. A nameless, recently purchased thoroughbred filly sits at Campo Verde Farms, waiting for what it was bred to do, run. Dad bought this one without me knowing. So I walked away to go look at another horse, and I came back and he goes, look what I bought, I bought a horse. Like many horse owners and trainers in Arizona, Stacy Campo is waiting for word as to when, or even if, Racing at Turf Paradise will continue. A mainstay of Arizona thoroughbred racing since 1956, Turf Paradise is home to one of the longest racing meets in the country, where Arizona residents and many travelers flock to the site to make their living. Pending a sale, racing at the track, which typically begins in November, has been stalled. And with months of back and forth, confusion as to the future of racing at Turf Paradise has left many in the community on edge. Besides frightening, scary, um, the uncertainty, the, you know, the fear of, of something collapsing in front of us is on our minds every single day, especially when we get up in the morning at five o'clock in the morning to feed the horses in our backyard wondering, you know, when are we going to race? A side effect of this all, a mini economy being thrown into a turbulent situation without a saddle. These people have to make a living. They have to pay the bills. They have to pay rent or a mortgage and put gas in their car. And what we've seen is we're losing people because they have to go find another another avenue for employment to put food on the table. Um, and so when we're playing these back and forth games of not knowing, um, it's, it's, it's a huge struggle. And while Campo might be fortunate to have a place to keep her horses in the meantime, others are not. But even so, the price of not racing is getting costly for even some of the state's most tenured owners and trainers. Manure removal um, is expensive just to have employees. And then you have the feed and the grain. You know, I buy a semi load of hay and I'll I'll put, you know, 5,000 in it. Every couple months I'll buy another semi. We need racing to go so I could pay for this. Despite the fluid situation that is turf paradise and the effects that it's had on the local horse racing community here in Arizona, Business is as usual here at Campo Verde Farms, where Stacy and her father are trying their best to keep these horses race ready so that when the call comes, they can be a part of helping keep one of Arizona's oldest sports alive. We don't leave the state because we're still aiming to run here. 
So I, I basically have been out of work since May, taking care of actual racehorses in my backyard. There's lots of farms here. We're ready to go. We just need to open. And despite growing fears, cautiously looking at the bright side of things is a staple in this community. I want to be optimistic about it. I really want to be really optimistic about the state of racing in Arizona. Turf Paradise it had a really nice long run, and it probably still, it'll probably continue having a nice run, but they just got to get things aligned up to be productive. Um, and the right people come in, good things will happen. Hi. For Hi. now, Campbell will try and find a suitable name for her new filly and keep hope alive for a sport that has also given her an identity. It's, uh... It's everything to some of us, and it's everything to me. While discussions at recent Arizona Racing Commission meetings have expressed optimism for racing to begin in late winter, the horsemen and women of Arizona are still awaiting a specific date. Thanks for listening. Before we continue, a quick message from our sponsors, Prestige Family Living. Hi, this is Kylie Young with Prestige Assisted Living at Sierra Vista. We know the holidays can be a stressful time for those caring for aging loved ones. It's why we have a free resource page on our website with valuable information and support for caregivers. There are blogs, guides, webinars, and more touching on topics that range from memory loss to fall prevention to mental health and much more. Courtesy of Prestige Assisted Living at Sierra Vista, it's available at prestigecanhelp.com. That's prestigecanhelp.com. Now an event coming up that you should know about. Mark your calendars for the Sierra Vista Tree Lighting and Holiday Market at Veterans Memorial Park this Friday evening. The Sierra Vista Community Band will perform at 5 p.m. and the tree lighting ceremony will take place at 5.30 p.m. Santa will arrive after the ceremony to meet local children and take their letters, while the holiday market and children's activities will remain open throughout the event. Bring your family and friends, have fun, shop local, and enjoy the holiday season. Finally, we'd like to remember the life of Jane Eleanor Cannelly. Jane was born in Providence, Rhode Island in 1952. She was a devout Irish Catholic and U.S. Army veteran. She joined the Women's Army Corps when she was 22 and dedicated her life to her career as a military intelligence NCO. She attended basic training at Fort Jackson, and through her 25 years of distinguished service, she was stationed in Colorado, Hawaii, Fort Huachuca, Germany, California, South Korea, and the Pentagon. In her spare time, she loved to travel, was an avid reader, and enjoyed watching westerns, dancing with the stars, and the voice. She also loved Motown music, Elvis, and Alabama. She was a beloved mother, sister, aunt, grandmother, and great-grandmother. She will be dearly missed. She is survived by her four children, brother, nieces, nephew, nine grandchildren, and nine great-grandchildren. Thank you for taking a moment to celebrate and remember Jane's life and service. Thanks for tuning in to the Herald Review podcast today. And remember, the Herald Review is here for you with local news you can trust. Subscribe today for unlimited access to all of our content for just $14 per month. This is less than the cost of one hour of one reporter's work on a single story. Also, want to stay up to date on what's going on? Join Neighbor, your trusted neighborhood community. Neighbor is a free online forum you can trust to connect with your community, focus on facts, and make a difference. Join the conversation. Visit nabur.myheraldreview.com. 
It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, especially in Cochise County. Become part of the hyperlocal conversation on Cochise County's exclusive social media platform, Neighbor. That's N-A-B-U-R. Your neighbors are striking up meaningful conversations, sharing exquisite Cochise County photos, and respecting each other's views without any other social media noise. No unwanted advertising and only respectful conversations on hot community topics. That's right. Our journalism project manager can set the record straight and help answer any pressing questions about the happenings in our community. Join the conversation at myheraldreview.com slash N-A-B-U-R.